So uh, I got to know, since you were in attendance at the inauguration. Oh, and by the way, we're live in case you, you know, you didn't know. Uh, but I got to know, did they have a waiting pool out there so certain individuals or a certain individual could walk on the water? Well, it was raining, so literally anywhere that you went on the oh. ball night, you were well, everybody was walking on water. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Sounds like it was just the perfect deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I got to tell you, I don't know how the guy even walks on water. I mean, he he has some uh, a little bodyguards running around with him, and they apparently walk Ooh. on water too. Oh, that's right. Now he's let's see, first in line would be the vice president. And so he's what, I guess technically, I, I think I said third, but technically he would be second in line for the presidency if something happened. Yeah, something like that. But it ain't going to happen. He ain't even going to be the speaker much longer. He's oh, pissing so man. many people off, I'm telling you. I mean, just. Hey, even even Tucker Carlson mentioned him the other on one of his shows, uh, one or two shows back. He didn't call him out by name, but he was you know, pretty uptight that the current speaker had not released all the January 6th footage yet. I mean, it's only the stroke of a pen. Well, you know, I mean, the the big rage is, is they have a new nickname for him that's going around. Oh, what would that be? Speaker McJohnson. <laughs> speaker McJohnson. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. No, we'll, we'll get to that. What, yeah. what are we going to talk about tonight? I mean, there's a few folks starting to funnel in here. Yeah, I mean, we, we got, got about uh, 40-something folks funneling in. Let's see. Robin Triplett Simmons says she's watching. Ricky Bridges is watching. Howdy to y'all. What's up, Ricky? Um, glad to have everybody that's watching so far. So I, I've only got three little topics up there on the screen right now, but we released some video. Some video was sent to us, and we'll talk a little more about it. So we're going to um, watch that video. It's not, but I think, maybe 20 seconds of video total, some sound bites. And then we may talk for a few minutes about the police jury and the Cypress District. I actually went to the Cypress District meeting, and so I'll do a little report on that and uh, some tax issues coming up pretty soon. And hey, we got uh, some Red Rover video. Oh, Red Rover video. Red Probably Rover, uh, some, Red Rover. Some video that folks haven't seen before, I'm thinking. Y yes, some not before publicized, to my knowledge, video that you will see exclusively tonight on Bozier Watch. Anyway. Yeah, it's, it seems like the old Proton Mail has been functioning correctly. Information's flowing I'll through. And yeah, I had been getting kind of worried because we were just getting the typical spam messages and all that sort of thing. And lo and behold, we got this video of David Montgomery uh, running. Uh, uh, well, I'm sorry, Charles Jacobs running his mouth again. Hey, some of Tommy's guys. Yeah, wait a minute. I was going to say, uh, can you expand on that a little bit? I well, want to hear this story. Yeah. <laughs> David Montgomery was mentioned in the in the conversation, but we also got some more video that we didn't have before. Uh, about the Red Rover situation, which involves, of course, Jacobs again and David Montgomery. I, I don't know what that's what I mean by Tommy's guys in the deal there, because I, I don't know. Tommy needs to get a handle on his administration and his his appointees. I mean, they just have a complete disdain for we, the little peon peasant citizens out here in the public. 
Yeah, well, you know, you you mentioned talking about the topics that we're going to cover. I mean, uh, one of there's one thing I wanted to kind of uh, mention to everybody. There, Rex, I did get a report earlier, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say the name, and I'm not gonna say exactly, but we had a, uh, and I, I wish them uh, all the best, as I'm sure everyone else does. But apparently, we had a police juror that suffered a medical emergency. Oh, really? uh, in a embosure today or this afternoon in a local uh, business, and they are said to be recovering and in good condition from it. But um, to the best of my understanding, maybe even CPR was started. Whoa! And they, I, I allegedly um, have they're in great shape. Wow. You know, I, I don't know all the deal. That's just just what yeah. I've gotten reported so far. Well, and we've said it before, and I just want to reemphasize it again that, you know, we talk, you know, a lot about politicians, obviously, but we don't wish them any ill health and ill will. You know, many times, of course, we wish they would just get completely out of politics and go away or go do whatever, but we don't wish them any ill will or ill health, no matter who they are. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I, I just, I don't care who, if you want to be a politician, be a politician, but do it for the right reasons and do it to serve the people and to do what's in the best interest for them. That That's all I care about. And yeah. if you're not doing that, I mean, I, I'm going to say something bad about you and you're not going to like it. Yeah, nah, that's true. Hey, and I want to give a shout out to Love Shreveport and Bozier's one and only Wade Loveless. He's in the comments. He's, and I'll say this because he shared it out, you know, publicly and all that. He's uh, been in the hospital, I guess, for what, a couple of days or whatever. So glad to see him waving out in the comments and uh, that he seems to be doing okay now. So yeah, I shout saw out that. to Wade. I saw that. Yeah. Good to have you back, Wade. Uh, all right. So let's go ahead. We're uh, how many minutes into it? I don't even know now. My little, oh, we're six, about six minutes in. So let's go ahead and we'll do the, uh, do the uh, countdown and the intro and all that. Let's get that out of the way. Let's dive right into the topics and we'll just, you know, like we usually do start winging it from there. What do you say, Mr. Lyman? Do it to it. I'm ready to get into this. All right, folks, y'all know the drill. We'll be back in about three, three and a half minutes. That gives you time to get your popcorn popped, get a stiff drink, tag some folks, share the show out, all that kind of good stuff. We've got some exclusive as far as we know never before seen red rover video just a few minutes of that to go over tonight and a whole lot more we'll be back in just a couple of minutes if folks knew a lot of the back office on the politicians that they think walk on water uh, they would be shocked you know there's an old wound from a knife in my back that just is giving me heck lately and it's just really irritating so i have to kind of wiggle around a little bit. Well, I, I've not heard my name in stable or Baton Rouge in stable in the same sentence in a long time. And I titled it a shot across the bow of the good old boys. Just, you know, they feel helpless, they don't feel heard, they have nowhere to turn. Some Republicans as well believe that government has the answers. And let me tell y'all something, I don't know anything government does well, nothing. And aren't there laws that say that you have public meetings so that the public can have accountability of their elected officials? They're making a little bit of progress, but I would definitely have to give uh, give the race to Caddo Parish right now. I don't know, is there anybody from Plain Dealing watching, you think? 
As a member of the media, I'm very concerned about the what I've just heard. Did you or did you not requisition uh, some money to fight against this or for it? We hired a, uh, a lobbyist and it cost us $15,000. We were opposed to so for this week, folks, the cockroach of the week, according to Bozier Watch and Duke Lowry and Rex Moncrief, is Raymond Croon's legislative assistant, <laughs> Allie Feaster-Smith. Thank you, Allie. Well, I'm not thinking Star Wars at all. I'm thinking zombie apocalypse. No way, okay, you're not okay. You know it wasn't David Montgomery. David okay. ain't gonna jump off in there with Chris. Okay. Do it. He'd soon spit on him as he would even look at him. Man, this is a Mickey D's Krispy Kreme wheat. Didn't you know? Who, who's paying y'all? And if you're driving on the roads, are you safe? Uh, it's on the road, yeah. Well, I know you're on the road, but I mean, is this all <laughs> folks coming from the border down there? Yeah. Doesn't mean they interpret it the same way that I do. For instance, the Second Amendment. I take it very literally. That's been interpreted different ways in the court system all the way up to SCOTUS. Yeah, that's only going to cause more division that he claims he doesn't want to cause. And it's only going to cause more suspicion. We're still right now combined on both pages and YouTube at 264 people watching. That is amazing. Fo Coleman Project, the Walker Place deal, through conscious shocking action. The purpose of their actions was to stop plaintiffs, being the Ewell Coleman and, and associated groups not, from developing Walker Place. But here's a key thing which in turn would enrich sitting city council members Scott Irwin and David Montgomery Jr. You hit the button. Does that mean that uh, people are like seeing us sitting here talking and well, chatting? In theory, you know, it's an every week thing. We got to double check and make sure it's like a miracle. Any of this actually works. This Bozier Watch live broadcast is brought to you by the Outdoor News, fishing and outdoors for our area. Acadiana Mortgage, over 23 years in the mortgage business. Pelican Training and Consulting. Smarter Geek, making technology easier. And the many supporters, donations, and folks sharing information and watching out for Bozier. Now, grab your popcorn and a drink. Here we go. And we're back again. Show number 187. You know, I... So a lot of folks may or may not folks watching the show may have known, you know, I kind of, I've been playing hooky a lot, but, uh, for, for good reasons, but I was, uh, down in Baton Rouge for the last several days, a little, little bit of activity going on down there. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, at one of the events, a, what, what would you call it? A colleague? A, I mean, not. They're not, I don't consider them amateur journalists or like what we say partner, we are. Partner in crime? Yeah, well, <laughs> they act, they try to make a living doing it, you know, not like what we oh, do. Okay. Right. <clears throat> but uh, so they came up to me and they says, hey, just wanted to talk to y'all. And, and I wanted to pass this on. And, and I think, you know, everybody watching the show as well will appreciate this. And I'm not going to say who they were, but and, and I actually got this twice one from you know a, a 
co-journalist per se, and then mm -hmm. another from um, uh, a lobbyist, oh. or not really a lot, you know, a, a yeah, a lobbyist. We'll just say it that way. And they said, "Hey, you know, you guys, y'all did a debate, you know, with your Senate candidates up there. I just want to let y'all know that." top notch, top shelf. Y'all did a wonderful job. He says, y'all, y'all handled it really good. And they said, you know, we were uh, looking at that race and, you know, watching the, the debate and, and the whole thing says, you know, it, it really kind of steered things. And, hmm. um, really? and yeah, they comment, they said, y'all were un y'all were not biased. You know, y'all were, fair and equal on, on to both candidates and you know it, it really kind of it was good it was productive and, and just nothing but a ton of compliments and i just want to make sure that you know you i, I conveyed that to you i didn't want to get through the show and forget to tell you so well, you know that, that's good that we got some positive feedback and i just want to say you know of course i handled the technical side of it you did the moderation and you know kept them from going to blows per se and um yeah, it just went went really well. And and like you said, and we've always said this from day one, we are absolutely opinionated. Yes, we have bias. We have our beliefs. But when we have a guest on or guests or do a debate, you know, style show or something like that, we try to be fair, relatively neutral. That doesn't mean that we're going to just give them complete softballs, you know, depending on the guest and the topic and all that. But we absolutely try to be fair. We don't we don't want to scare all the straights and you know, they never come on the show again. Yeah. And, and in a debate, it, it, we have to put our opinions to the side clearly. And, and I think we've always done that, but I getting that feedback, you know, just, uh, reinforced to me the importance of us having our elected officials, you know, or, or our campaigns for our elected officials and having those folks have that dialogue in a public way for everybody to be able to see and, and see the differences in the guys and you know the candidates and what they believe and how they feel yeah. and you know it it was refreshing to hear that you know people in i shouldn't say the big leagues but the big leagues of louisiana politics noticing and paying attention you know to the that debate it's yeah, good to hear. I, well, and, you know, we know and we've known from day one that we have a, a very, let's just say, limited market, you know, with what we're reporting on in the Bossier Watch. Um, you know, we've got over 6,000 followers, which is awesome. And, I mean, shoot, what do we got, 80-something? Oh, well, we're north of 100 people right now for this show watching. And, um, you know, we're glad to have everybody, like we said— you know, we remember like the first show, we were just glad to have like 10 or 12 people. And most of those were our friends and our wives. Yeah. And, and everybody like in this intro, you pulled a clip we were talking about, and it'll get us right here into the first topic. Of course, that's got to be walk on water. I, I changed the, the little topic in our notes, <laughs> walk on water watch, because it seems like now every single week we've got something new, you know, about walk on water. Now, I will tell you in the notes I have built in giving something, giving him the benefit of the doubt, you know, kind of, he, okay. he's not going to come on here and say his side of the story. So we'll see what, you know, he, what he said publicly, but here's the thing. So $1.6 trillion continuing resolution. Now I'm pretty confident and I ain't found the clip, 
But I want to say he stood up there and he was one of the guys that said, we can't govern by continuing resolution. Hmm. I, I'm pretty sure he's one of the guys that said that, right? Uh, yet sounds we, familiar. Yet here we are, $1.6 and we've got an endless flow of buses and airplanes from the southern border branching out all across the country. You know, they're shutting schools down in New York City because they're bussing all of these illegals into the schools to have a place to sleep. Well, look, let me just, let me get on my soapbox for just a minute. So bear with me, folks. Did you really, I mean, I know we're, we're pretty cynical of, you know, MJ and all that, but did you really expect it to be any different? I mean, I hate to say it and, and hate to, you know, bring up a sore subject with a lot of us, but I mean, Trump couldn't even make a dent. I mean, he didn't even get the plug pulled in draining the swamp, much less Mike Johnson, who I would say in many respects is actually part of the swamp. I know that's going to step on some toes, but. Well, it look, it's not necessarily a surprise to me, you know, because of the history. No, I'm not surprised now, but the majority of folks, I would contend the majority of folks watching this show, things like what we're talking about is a surprise to them. And that's why we're talking about it because they're probably not hearing, hearing these things as far yeah. as they're concerned, he is still walking on water. Well, look, <laughs> some of them, they're not going to hear it. They're going to, they're going to tune it out. Here's my biggest problem with MJ and, and then we'll, you know, kind of start moving on to showing the other stuff or whatever we're going to do. But my biggest problem with him, with him is he talks a good game. That's it. Literally. He talks a good game. He, he, he absolutely has the gift of gab. He has the, you know, I'm make fun of him, but he is good at it. He has the gift of the silvery tongue and he talks a good game when it comes to action. That remains to be seen. I'm still waiting. Well, well, here, here's the thing. Val Baker is saying Chip Roy was very upset with MJ. Yeah, Chip Roy was. Now, Val, Chip Roy is no saint himself. I mean, arguably, there's justification to, you know, primary him and, and somebody to run him out on a rail. But the thing is, is Chip Roy is a part of the Freedom Caucus. Now, get this. The Freedom Caucus is so wound up tight about Mike Johnson and this 1.6 trillion continuing resolution. For all y'all that are the big walk on water fans, guess what? He may not be the speaker long because you know what they're talking about? They're they're talking about trying to pull the chair. Already? Well, that'd take long. You you heard me say at the start of the show, <laughs> Mick Johnson. That's what I'm talking about. You know, they, they got rid of McCarthy. Now they're talking about getting rid of Johnson because they got the exact same thing. Well, I, again, it, 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 what's the what's the old saying that people attribute? To, uh, um, I think they attribute to Einstein mostly, but I don't know if it's actually correct or not. But anyway, you know, doing the same thing, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing, yet expecting different results. Literally, we're doing the same thing. We we put somebody in there that's good at lip service and not good at getting results. I, I'm going to predict that under Mike's leadership here, uh, we're going to lose the Republican majority in the House and he won't be speaker by the end of the year. 
<laughs> dum, dum, dum. I may be wrong. And, you know, I, I just, I hope he can get some appropriations for, uh, you know, Louisiana and for uh, Northwest Louisiana uh, before he goes out the door because <laughs> it looks like it's coming. All right. Do we want to do a little picture show first or what do you want to? Yeah, we can do that. And, do a little and, quick show and tell. Yeah. And we can kind of talk a little bit about uh, a lot of folks. Y'all may have been, you know, following what was going on down in uh, Baton Rouge. You know, we we've got us a new governor sworn in and, and there's a lot of little things that were happening along the way and, and details that uh, and we'll just go through these pictures and kind of I'll tell y'all and give you some of the things as things were happening. And then, that's uh, some good friends of mine, Kathy and Paul Ross, and and I want to kind of throw something out there. Some of the first people in Northwest Louisiana that supported Jeff Landry uh, was the Rosses and myself. Um, Jeff really wasn't known too much in these parts, and we were some of the first folks to get on board and work on behalf of Jeff. And uh, I tell you, it was a uh, it was a really great day to to see it. You know, him getting sworn in. Um, so from the next picture, from my perspective, I'm not sure how this picture is going to show up. Well, is that the panoramic one? Yeah, it may be a little horrible, but uh, let me it, see what we, what, let me let me zoom it that way a little bit. So and let me get rid of this one in the background here. Uh oh. Uh, yeah. So you know, front row, right there, looking up. You know, you see the little thing there. All of the Jeff Landry, you know, Liz Morrell, everybody was getting sworn in just above there. And amazing thing. I, I got to tell you, I haven't been to a lot of inaugurations down here for governor, but I think this one probably uh, was as over the top as any of them there's ever been. There was a fireworks show that would rival any that's happened uh, after the ceremony was all over with. Um, they had, uh, I, I think it was F-16s did a flyover. Oh. They had a 19-gun, you know, cannon salute. Mm -hmm. It was pretty amazing. And, you know, there were some other little details, wild things. Now, from where we were sitting, I was able to see, you know, uh, John Bell Edwards. I was able to see Bobby Jindal sitting up there. Now, I wasn't able to see Walk on Water. He was kind of back a little further back there. But the main thing I was kind of focusing on, I was focusing on, on John Bell Edwards. And... I, you know, I don't know the man, never met him day in my life, been against him, you know, obviously because our political ideologies are different, but I got to tell you, there was something that happened that I've witnessed at this that, uh, really turned my stomach. Really? So, yeah. So one of the, you know, the ceremonial things that take place here is, you know, they raise the flag, you know, the United States flag, the Louisiana flag, and another flag, a third mm -hmm. one, you know, on top of the Capitol. And the incoming governor, uh, you know, describes it and, and says a few words about it. Well, the third flag that the governor, you know, elect, Jeff Landry, chose was the POW flag, right? Okay. Right. And he's, he gets up to the mic and he says, you know, for the first time on the history of our capital, we're going to fly the POW flag. Mm -hmm. And when he says that, I'm looking at John Bell Edwards. He starts laughing and joking and, and cracking jokes. 
What? He thought it was funny. It was a serious. You gotta be kidding! Um, I kid you not. I seen it with my own eyes. And if anybody can have recorded the 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 thing, go back and watch it. But he started. He was sitting there cracking jokes and started laughing about it. Well, all right. So you know he's out of office, and we're pretty much done with him. Hopefully, but. I mean, wasn't his big deal that he was a West Point graduate and honor code or whatever? Wasn't that his deal? Yes, that's I, what he that, ran okay. on. Honor okay. code and integrity and all that. And I got to tell you, how how can a guy that was in the military find it humorous that the POW flag was being put over the Capitol for the first time? I, I don't know. I mean, granted, I, I think now... Uh, folks, y'all correct me or excoriate me in the comments, but I think originally the POW thing, did it start maybe back in the Korean War or the Vietnam War? I, I don't know all of the history. When, when it really got a, when it got a big push, but it's still POWMIA, and we have a lot of soldiers that are still missing in action technically, you know, that oh, have no never doubt. been found and recovered. So, you know, it's a legitimate deal to want to raise that flag. Yeah. Well, let's go to the next photo. And All you know, right. the, hey, I want to I want to point out one thing, though. They need to power wash that dang building. What the heck? I think it's just the marble and, and all. I, I think it's just stained a little bit. I, I don't I, I don't know. I got to okay. tell you that the, the, the grounds people and the people working the event or whatever. I mean, they did a magnificent job of getting this thing together. I mean, I, I don't yeah, know. The how flowers they, are nice and all that. I'm just it. It's just standing out because they got the lights on the very front, I guess, and it's illuminating it. And well, they need to power wash the rest of it. But anyway, I digress. Okay. Sorry. All right. So let me see. What picture do we want next? Um, the one with Ralph. I know. Just the next one was uh, <clears throat> my lovely bride and myself with Jeff up on oh, the yeah. stage, and I and, got it. and it's yeah. not. I'm not being vain to show this picture, and it's not about me and Kara. But it's it's something that I wanted to say and say about Jeff. And you may not know Jeff, but I can tell you, if you look at his face, Jeff is tired. I mean, I, I know him. He, he's, he's pretty wore out. And it's been some long days. But what I'm going to tell you, you know, that, that evening, that's right there at the stage. You see the teleprompter right behind us, right behind the lectern, right? And we walked up to, you know, get a get a picture with him and and said a comment or two. He stayed up there on that stage it, with anybody that wanted to come up and get a picture and shake hands. And he, he, and I can tell you his security detail and all, I mean, they were ready to go. They were ready to rip him out of there. But, and his, and I'll say his wife, nothing negative about his wife. She was tired. She was ready to go. But Jeff, he was staying there and anybody that wanted a moment of his time to take a picture. He stood right up there and he kept doing it. I mean, and I know the man oh, was wore He was wore the hell out, but he made a point to make sure. And in his speech, he said, you know, this isn't my house. This is your house. He said, and this house is, is back open for everybody. You know, he, mm -hmm. he made it, he, he went out of his way to not make it about him, but to make it about all the citizens of the state of Louisiana. And I, I got to tell you, y'all should all be proud of it. Yeah, well, good. That gives me hope that uh, maybe the uh, next four years and four years beyond that will be a little different in Baton Rouge, hopefully. Yeah, so after all the official stuff of swearing everybody in, and, and just so y'all all know, you know, 
you, the politics is already starting. You know, you've got all the new legislators all there. Everybody's starting to politic. It It's getting up and going. And we even, you know, the ball the next day, you even had uh, some of our local uh, elected officials. They were there. I mean, I, I did see Tommy Chandler was there. I, I saw uh, Julian Whittington was there. You know, we had a lot of our local folks and uh, I was able to catch up with uh, these gentlemen all looking dapper and, oh, and a little, little dapper and debonair. Yep. And I think Andy Modica was even there. I think. Ah, yeah. But uh, yeah. And you see Shane Cheatham. He, he was there. Adam Bass was there. And uh, so uh, it, it was a uh, grand thing. And, and, and I want to tell you, it's good for all of our local elected officials to be going there and, and shaking hands and developing relationships. I, I think that will, you know, prove fruitful uh, in the future. Didn't see any police jury members there. Yeah, well, you know, I I tend to shy away from functions like that unless I just get dragged to them. But it is important to to do the dog and pony show, as I jokingly refer to it, because it's getting FaceTime and, and it's literally showing your support, you know. Um, so that's always a good thing. Glad to see all you guys looking pretty good in your uh, penguin suits down there. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> all right, so enough about all of that. Now I want to know something about either red rover or something about cypress both of those have just got me all intrigued or okay so let's um let's talk about the cypress district because we can get that over with real quick and then we will uh move on to red rover and then maybe if we have time a little bit on the police jury the uh, the police jury stuff isn't a, a real big issue yet okay so let's talk about the Cypress District. So I went to the Cypress District meeting today. Uh, it was at 4 p.m. Of course, they didn't put the legal announcement up uh, and the agenda until yesterday, right, you know, sliding into home plate. But basically, uh, I, this may surprise you, Duke, but I came away from the meeting today slightly encouraged. Holy crap. Yes. I got to hear this. Yeah, so, um, and the reason is, there was just a, I don't know, there were only a few of us there, you know, uh, David Hall, a couple of the people were there in attendance and all that, but the mood and overall demeanor of everybody in the meeting, just, it seemed to be better. There seemed to be less tension in the room. Even Gary White? Even Gary White, I gotta say, he was not an asshat today. Huh. He was actually pretty nice. As a matter of fact, I asked for a copy of the precinct list. I'll talk about that in a second. And he offered to have it emailed to me. And Gary, uh, I mean, not Gary, Jerry Fowler offered me. I've got Jerry Fowler's copy of the precinct list right here in front of me that he gave to me. He was like, oh, no, I'll hand you this one. That way you don't have to wait on the email. I was like, uh, I was shocked. I almost fell out. I, I told Jerry, thank you. And Gary was nice too. So for, for that reason, now look, I know, I know, I know, I know. Well, I'm not they, saying, it, I'm not saying everything's changed right now. They sure need the public right now. Don't they? Well, yeah, they got about 1.2 to 1.4 million reasons. They need the public right now. But I just want to say that for the first time in a long time, 
the meeting, the overall, you know, like I said, the overall feeling uh, and demeanor of the meeting itself was positive. I also want to say this. I have talked to several people that are uh, landowners, you know, with lakefront property and all that, that have uh, seen a noticeable difference. And you're going to fall out of your chair when I say this with Manchak leading the permit process. There's one guy that was, you know, he waited like six or seven months, was getting nowhere with Robert Barry. They switched to Manchak. He got his permit in three days. How about that? So, you know, Rutten Buck was there at the meeting today, too. Um, so, I, you know, look, we can say what we want about Manchak, and, and maybe there are some people that are not happy with him up there at the Cypress District, but I've talked to several people that it's just been smoother. Like they've been cranking out permits and letting people, I'm not going to say do what they want, but pretty much, you know, taking the handcuffs off of the landowners, so to speak, that have been on a lot of the landowners. Even David Hall got a permit to do something. You know, I here's the thing. You're, so what you're basically saying is, and, and some of the folks y'all watching this show, we, we've, Rex and I are guilty of, we don't explain why is this important to you? Why, why should I care? Again, we'll kind of go backwards a little bit and we'll say it because the majority of you, whether you live on Cypress or Black Bayou, you pay taxes for this. Yes, the majority of parish. So yes. it's your money. You're a taxpayer on it. Uh, it, it, it's of importance to you. But what, what I'm thinking you're saying is, is that the way they were acting and treating and, and being considerate of the public is the way it should be all the time, whether they're needing a proposition renewal or not. Yes. And uh, let me also throw this out there too. I had the video queued up, but I'm not going to play it because honestly, it's not really that interesting, but um, they went ahead and hired the young man. His first name is John. I think his last name is Ortiz, but I'm, that may not be correct. But I've, uh, I've had the chance to deal with John a couple of times at the front gate and a few questions and that sort of thing in the past, even when Robert Barry was there. And he's always been a super personal. He's a young guy. I don't know, maybe late 20s, early 30s. But they went ahead, and what they've done is they have basically split Robert Barry's duties. So they went ahead and, and made a motion and approved it to, hire, to, to create the position of park director. I think that's what they officially called it. And then they did a motion to hire John as the park director at a salary of $62,500 a year. That's a $10,000 increase in the salary he was already making. But he's, according to you know the, the Cypress district people and all that he's been doing a great job um he even came up to me after the meeting and he mentioned one of the comments i had made on facebook about the stupid boat stickers and he said hey i saw your comment about that i want to let you know that i'm looking into that and to see if we can you know do something about having to put the stickers on the boats or whatever so i just want in other words he wanted me to know hey he is paying attention to what people say so uh i shook his hand and congratulate him on the position and away we went. Now, second thing is, and then we'll get to the, the tax deal. Um, Linda Free, who I believe if, is the wife Lisa. of Jeff Free. Lisa, I'm Lisa. sorry, not Linda. Lisa. Excuse me. Lisa Free. They went ahead and uh, made the motion, created the position for the finance director. And 
I had it written down in my notes. They're going to pay her 72000 or something like that. Um, but she's basically going to do the books. Uh, let's see. Yeah, park director was sixty two five. I think the finance director was seventy two or 70000 or something like that. Anyway, um, she's going to handle the financial side of it. And they said she's been doing a phenomenal job of that, keeping the books and doing all sorts of things. Uh, Kelly Long did. I got her to read off the um, description of each um, employment position on the record. And then they said that they did note that, hey, this will be available by public record. If anybody wants it, we'll be glad to send you a copy, too. So like I said, it was just a different feeling in the meeting. Well, I, I wonder, I mean, I know that, that, uh, John Oswick, he's been an employee Oswick, out okay. there before, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. He's he, and he knows the rope. So his part of his responsibility is not just park director though. He's also going to be dealing with the property owners. Um, you know, Ruttenbuck and Manshack are doing the permits, but he's going to be the one that's kind of making sure everybody's doing what they're supposed to, or if people have issues, you go to him first. So kind of most of the Robert Barry position. Well, I'm wondering, I'm wondering about all, you know, in the past, you and I have gotten a lot of proton mail and a lot of information on some of the activities at the park from in the past. I'm wondering if they've lost any of that from this transition to the new computer <laughs> system. And I'm wondering how transparent they're ready to be out there. Well, that's a good question because I just fired off two more public information requests this morning. Uh, the one I had sent back in, I think, August or September, they never responded to. And I, honestly, I kind of let it slide. But I did fire off two more public information requests for all the P&Ls from last year. Uh, and I forget what the other one was. I'll think of it in a minute. But anyway, so I did that this afternoon. So, I, you know, they've got three days legally to respond to that request. So Cause, we'll see. Because, you know, Rex, at one point in the past, you know, at computer access to uh, uh, books and things out there, uh, there was a little bit went on and, you know, there were some changes made. And uh, I'm just wondering, here we are with computer systems making a change again. Um, I, you know, I, I hate to be the bad guy here, but somebody's got to wear the hat. And, uh, um, look, I, I started to speak up in the meeting and then I didn't because they were having a discussion over apparently one of the employees, not, not Barry, apparently they had a disgruntled employee, uh, Andy, maybe, you know, the guy's name. I want to say it was Ron maybe or something. Uh, it's in the video. I, I'm going to post it later on the, uh, Bozier Watch Facebook Facebook page, but anyway, they were having this discussion over how to get into QuickBooks. They couldn't get; they didn't have the administrator account, username, and password. And apparently, this guy's holding them hostage. I think is what they actually said. And I was like, should I should I stand up and tell them how to resolve the problem, or just let them flounder? And I decided to let them flounder. Um, and then they're also using Campground Master which I'm familiar with because another client of mine uses that, and they weren't able to get into the administrative privileges of that, which I kind of know how to do, and then I thought, man, whatever. I'll just let them figure it out. 
Well, you know, that would be interesting that they suddenly can't get access to any of the past data. That would be absolutely amazing. But let me say this. Again, you and I in the past have, you know, had a lot of information find its way to us. I, I would, you know, in this new found, you know, thing with the Cyprus, I hope that they'll just be completely transparent. Yeah. Look, it, that would it, go a long way. If they'll be completely transparent, if they will stop the shenanigans and do something about the stickers, you know, granted, John is looking into it. I give him credit where credit's due. And just be, I, I don't expect them to be all hunky-dory in the meetings, but be a little more, you know, um, personable in the meetings and all that. I, I think that would go a long way towards, you know, getting at least me on their side and, and probably even you two and a, and a lot of the folks out there. So. Until I see a buoy out there in front of my place, keeping all these dang wakeboard boats from, you know, making my seawall fall in the lake, which it's already fell in the lake. Too late now. Thank you, Cypress District. You, you cost me, I mean, God knows how much money you've cost me already by not doing your job. You know, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe then I'll change my, my mind. Yeah, well, like I said, I, I you know, I, one meeting's not going to change my mind because they've had some slightly positive meetings out there before. But I'm just, like, one of the comments was you can find, kind of feel it around the lake, Jim Anderson said. Jim, you're right. Uh, that's kind of the feeling I got. Now, you know, the jury's still out. Now, this tax renewal affects over 60 of the 80-some-odd precincts in Bossier Parish. I do have a list. Uh, actually, I'm going to show it here in a second of the precincts that it's going to affect. So, um, here's the the uh, you know their official notice that they had in their notes. Again, Jerry Fowler was kind enough to give me his copy. Thank you know, shout out to Jerry. Um, but anyway, I, I won't bore you with all the details. But basically, it's to renew the 1.54 mills for another 10 years, beginning with year 2025. They're wanting to put this on the ballot, April. David uh, David Hall, correct me if I'm wrong. April the 27th, I believe, is when they're going to try to put this on the ballot, which is going to cost you know the taxpayers a little bit of money. But Gary Weish, it's hard for me not to call him by his nickname, did bring up the fact that there's supposed to be some tax renewal or something going on with the town of Benton. And there's a library issue that's supposed to be on the ballot. So that'll help offset the cost to the taxpayers so that it's not just going to be a $100,000 election just for the millage. Now, so well, what, what did, well, did they talk about trying to change the structure of the, you know, did any of them, were they willing to, you know, try to figure out a new structure to where the public could have, representation or are they still going to continue to just truck along and do business the way that they've been doing it the best change to the structure that they have is john is now going to be you know uh, the park director or uh, you know and taking over the a lot of what robert berry was doing and they split the finances up and they have your you know favorite okay. person so, so the your, your favorite entity man check so the, 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 answer, the answer is no, they, they're not going to change the structure of the Cypress Black Bayou Commission there. They're, they're just going to keep doing business as usual. Yes, business as usual. 
again, I'm trying to be a little positive because we, I still haven't talked directly to Christy Grubbs uh, to see if I can get her on or maybe, I'll, maybe they'll let John come on and, you know, discuss maybe some of the changes that they're going to try to implement to make things a little bit easier out there. I don't know. So if, if the public and the people out here, if we get a legislator to bring a bill to amend, you know, the structure of the district, I mean, I guess they're going to go spend a million dollars on the lobbyists to fight the public again, huh? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Now, I want to okay. hold that thought for a second. So Jeffrey Sadow has a comment. He says, but CBB and the Bozier Levy District still are violating the law by not collecting video or audio of their meetings. They're required to do so. Public shouldn't have to depend on Rex or anybody else to do it. That is true, but I will say, They've been recording the audio of all these meetings. I've got audio dating back to 2013. I requested all of it. They sent it to me. So I've got audio of all or a lot, like back to 2013, 2012, maybe of the Cypress district meetings. I don't know about the levy district. So they are recording the audio and you can request it, Jeff, just to let you know. Um, it would be nice if they would do video. It would be nice if they would just move you know, the meetings to the $40,000 was supposed to be million dollar event center. So we would have better audio quality in there and get a couple of mics. Cause I have to boost the audio so we can hear it. You can barely hear Jerry Fowler. He's very soft spoken. And in that nature center room, I mean, it's high ceilings, hard floors, terrible echo. I mean, they could do a lot better, but they do have audio, Jeff. They do have audio. All right. I'm not, I'm not sold yet. I ain't heard it. You, you, you can't just be nice to me just a little bit and me believe you <sighs> considering everything that you've done in the past. I, Look, I'm, I'm having to bite my tongue I know to, you are. to I, say just, nice things about the Cypress district, but I'm going to try at least initially. If they didn't need something right now, I would believe it. Yeah. I, I would, but if when, but when you need something and you start being nice to me, I mean, I'm not stupid. You're, right. you, and you, you, you won't make if you'll if you'll agree to make some structural changes, or you'll come out and just say you're going to do it. Just say yeah. you're going to put it to a vote of the people or, or or some proposal. They're not talking about that. All they're talking right. about is new employees, and we're going to be nice to you. Maybe and we will be after we get our tax. We're going to keep taxing and feeding you. Now, David Hall did bring up a good uh, point, which kind of relates to his comment here, publish the agenda and minutes ahead of the meeting. Yeah. So they, they were voting on approving the minutes and they didn't have the minutes published. And then they wanted public comment on it. And I was sitting there like, you've got to be kidding me. And David brought it up, you know, as a public comment, he was like, uh, we kind of need the minutes to be able to read the minutes to know if we have any comment on the minutes that we haven't seen. Well, I'm thinking maybe they need to contact Bozier City um, <clears throat> about running their meeting. Yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> but that would fall on the job of Lisa uh, Free. She's, I guess, the you know secretary oh. in charge there of the meetings or whatever. So oh, well, uh, she got to do a get, little better job on the minutes. She can get some answers to that. I mean, from her husband. I mean, he's yeah, a, well. 
Isn't he still the chairman of the Butter City Council? <laughs> yeah, but for $70,000 a year, she better learn how to get the minutes out there on time. All right. Other than that, like I said, positive changes. Okay. Here is the list of precincts that are uh, taxable by the Cypress District. And we'll publish these. So, you know, folks, you ain't got to scratch them down now. I will try to do a map if I have time, you know, and kind of color them in and, and show the distribution across there. You'll notice some of these like this um, O218D is part of it. That's because apparently, and this is talking to Stephanie Agee at the Registrar Voters Office and talking to Bobby Edmonston. Um, you know, these don't, there's two things that come into play here. One, the Cypress District's taxing authority doesn't necessarily follow every precinct line. So you may get, you know, half of a precinct that's in there or part of one or whatever. And then there was uh, a little gerrymandering, I mean, redistricting or whatever, uh, a couple of years ago. And so that kind of changed things up a little bit. But this is the current list, according to the Cypress District, of the precincts that are taxable under the 1.54 mills. And David Hall says, Rex, they have the map. Well, good. Uh, I'll request the map, and that way I ain't got to redraw the sucker. Yeah, you better believe they have the map. They're counting votes. <laughs> they probably have it down to the street address and all that. Maybe I'll request that, too. Actually, that brings up a good point. So let me throw this out there, and we'll wrap up the Cypress District. Uh, back in August or September, I requested the list from Stephanie Agee's office. She did respond. And apparently, I forget the statute off the top of my head, it takes 25 signatures of people to do a public information request from the Registrar Voters Office. So if the Cypress District doesn't give up the map, then we'll get 25 people to sign a deal and do a request to the Registrar Voters, and we'll get the actual list of people. I've done that before. Yeah. So anyway, all right. Any questions about the Cypress District? Any questions nope. y'all have out in the audience, let us know. Nope, I'm still not sold. Let's move on. All right. Uh, one last thing. David says Benton dropped their tax issue, so maybe there's just going to be two things on the ballot, so now it's going to cost about 50000 Anyway, all right. What do we have next? Uh, Red Rover. Oh, well, let's mention the police jury deal. It's a simple thing, kind of. Um, apparently, and you can kind of correct me in this. We got some information from our good friend, Barry Butler. I think he published it on his Barry Butler report, Facebook page, maybe. Uh, but something about the police jury is trying to shuffle some money around, uh, to buy part of a sewer district or something. Well, I, what I will tell you is, is I, I think this may be what you're talking about, but they're spending, I want to say the number, and I may be wrong here because I can't, I can't remember the story. There's been a lot going in the last uh, right. four, four days. Um, but I think they're putting in, and this, this applies to everybody, let's say the Cypress, Black Bayou type area up in there. They're putting in, trying to put a sewer line in coming from, I think, like Dean Point Road heading north up towards, heading towards the Cypress District. And I think hmm. the intent is they're going to go after probably the uh, CBB water system, you know, all the people up here, 
going to try to put that sewer line in there, going to spend a million dollars, I think, to lay it and then try to end up forcing everybody up here. So y'all get ready. The same thing that has happened to all the people out there, you know, in the Bellevue system and, you know, with them going out there and squeezing them. So all of y'all up here in North Bossier, <laughs> y'all better get ready. They're coming. Mm. They're coming after everybody in North Bossier now. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, Paul, John Paul Johnson had a comment. He says, uh, if you own property and vote for any more millages and taxes, you're a fool and deserve to get what you get. Now, Duke, do you think that the police jury is doing this to save the taxpayers money and like reduce the millages they're trying to collect? Do you think they're, they're going to reduce the taxes and the fees? Now, wait a minute. You're, you're saying, do I think that they're doing the current actions to reduce fees and all of that? Yeah. No, I don't. I think they're doing it because they have to do it. I think because they made promises to get this thing going out there in, in which we've got video of the police jury meetings when they were talking about it. And they're, they're like, well, if we hadn't, I mean, Butch Ford, you know, said he was the engineer at times that if we had known, mm -hmm. yeah, well, I, I would, <laughs> How would you have not known? Right. But they're, they but can't they're add. So, yeah, they're so upside down monetarily on the thing. They made promises to all those people out there to get them to get on board and agree to do it, you know, that you're, the, the pricing would be this. And they knew along they were going to have to raise the prices, but they haven't done it. So what is the, to, to support the thing? So now what have they been doing for all these years? For everybody else in the parish that doesn't live there, Monies that may would be going to, you know, fix your road in front of your house. Monies that may be or had been going to do other projects in your community now is having to be, you know, it's it's having to be propped up with general fund monies. They're they're just moving money, shuffling money around to to, you know, prop the sewer district up. Kind of like when your mama and daddy used to tell you eat everything on that plate and you would stir your food around and try to make it look like you actually ate something about the same thing. Yeah. And, you know, they're going to spend a million dollars on a on a sewer line to plumb in here. The same time, all those people out there off that Bellevue Road system, they're going to sue them for water over an emergency for how much was it? 200,000, 255,000 or something like that. I mean, the, thank you, police jury, for well, helping your citizens. You know, and that brings up a, a point I want to make, and we made this point before on the show several times. Whether you're talking about the police jury or we're about to see with the city, people say, oh, well, how can they get by with that? That's illegal. Or, you know, they shouldn't be able to do that. And so you should just stop them. Well, folks, here's what it takes. A, you'd have to get the DA's office to do something. And, well, Schuyler's office ain't doing that. Or B, you have to file a lawsuit against them. And uh, I'm not going to uh, say any numbers, but David Hall in the comments can tell you, you know, what that'll cost you. And that is a huge deterrent. To most people, even people with you know means behind them, I, I was talking to somebody today that is involved in a lawsuit against Bossier City. He's got a lot, well north of five figures wrapped up in this deal, and it's a deterrent. And I would argue that our city officials know that 
And that's why they do it. They, they know they can get by with it. They know that the, the average person is not going to be able to afford to sue them because the city or the police jury or whatever, pick your government body, they're operating with OPM, other people's money, our money, well, all of well, ours. Well, well, let me play devil's advocate here on the other side of that coin. You know, the police jury, for example, and I'm going to go to David Hall's comment here because it, it it's applicable to this. He says, promise to get Turtle Creek sewer out of the lake. So one, you know, they, you know, you, you got some of that sewer stuff from all of these developments that's supposedly going out in the lake. I, I think it is. Sounds good. We want to get that done, right? Well, here's the thing. Maybe it's because you've approved development that exceeded your capacity to take mm -hmm. out. So as a governing body, why did you not slow down development? They would say, well, because we can't. If we do try to slow it down or we deny a permit or a development, we'll get sued. They'll sue us and we'll lose. Hmm. But, I would but, I would say that they're looking at it going cha-ching, cha-ching. Every house or piece of property that gets developed or improved is just more tax base. Well, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's an endless catch-22. Right. And, you know, you're going to, on one day you're going to say one thing. Next day you're going to say something else. I mean, it's an endless circle of right. arguments. Yeah. Um, but But yet we've got a problem. And the problem has ended up being solved by, you know, uh, everybody in the parish is paying to fix a problem that you created. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, it is what it is. So we are, you know, we've committed to paying more attention to the police jury while not ignoring the city council and everybody else because we've been so focused on the city council and, uh, so here we go. So we are keeping an eye on them. All right. Let's move into Tommy's guys, which will segue right into this Red Rover video. So, Duke, did you see the video that we published on Bozier Watch? You know, I, I did after. Now, well, you know that I did. I, I had seen it because... Uh, we actually it was a rhetorical question but yeah, yeah it is here I, and I can't, I can't we've been sitting on that for a little bit right and you know we went ahead and uh, went out there with it so yeah i did uh go and look at it again to refresh my memory <laughs> only after while i was in baton rouge a few people were coming up wow and, commenting <laughs> and i'm like Oh, and so I actually didn't watch it. I just pulled it up and I saw which one it was. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, here we go. <laughs> All right. So for, you know, in full disclosure, it came into us via Proton Mail. So we have no idea who it's from or whatever. And, you know, I'll say this, and I'm going to roll the video for those of you who hadn't been to the Facebook page to see it. Um, this is not, you know, not even close to full context of these conversations. It is obviously edited, not by us. We received it already done. The only thing I did was put the Bozier Watch logo on it. And, and it was actually two separate videos, combined the video into one, put the Bozier Watch logo on So other than that, it is uh, not edited from the way that we received it via Proton Mail. But the, the statements this, that are made in here. The, this one. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So the, the statements that are made in this video, uh, well, we'll just let them speak to themselves. So here we go. Don't email. You get a public records request. I gotta turn my recorder off. I got a public records request for all my secret recordings with all public officials. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm gonna send it out there to them and then I'm gonna talk to them. I gotta talk to them three at a time. You know, open meetings, laws, and all that bullshit. And hence the name and title of tonight's show Open Meetings or Open BS. So it's a perfect example again. Not full context of whatever the conversation was, but, you know, you can pretty much... Look, the city would have to... They'd have to issue a statement denying that those statements were made, and they can't do that. Um, that should just tell you what our city officials... Look, these are those are Tommy's appointees. Tommy, hey. get control of your boys. But, but you know what? The truth of the matter is, I, it's almost as if every government body they they all are resistive to transparency they don't they don't none of them want transparency you know when people run for office they run on you know hey we, we want to put more out there with the public blah 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 you know but then when they get in there they don't they don't want it the police jury they have they do the business of the police jury in committee meetings because they don't put it out on video. They can right. have deliberations to where when they come to the regular police jury meeting that is put out there, you know, you won't hear the deliberations. There again is a form of, you know, not having transparency. Now they would say, oh, that's not true, Duke. That's a lie because you know what? All of you watching, y'all can go to that committee meeting and you can oh, sit yeah, and sure. you can listen. You yeah. can go. In theory. And yeah, you can. But why is it? It's not just Boulder City, but why is it they're all resistive to transparency? I mean, they hate it. They bristle at it. Well, it's like cockroaches and light. Look, I'll say this, and I've said this before. I think there should be very few, very, very few, quote, government secrets. As a matter of fact, the only thing I think that should be kept secret or non-transparent is in the case of the military or a police force and they're in the middle of an active enforcement deal or military campaign, you know, or a, a maybe it's a spy mission, whatever the case is, and it would endanger the lives of folks on the ground. I mean, actually endanger them. All right. To me, that's the only thing that should be kept secret. That's it. Uh, agreed. And, and again, I, I'll I'll give another example. It's not just Bozier City that isn't transparent. I recall there was an issue with a state agency. <clears throat> I sent a public information request for a lot of uh, emails and information and got a response and got a lot. But here's the thing. I already had a lot of emails from legislators to this state department. And you know what? When my public information request information came back from that agency, there were some emails missing that I already had. They intentionally, you know, 
left emails out. Now, automatically, that gives opens up the door for us to go and sue. But we shouldn't have to do that because I can prove I could prove that they were intentionally right. hiding information. Mm-hmm. Case in point, Bozier City. We still to this day have a request to Bozier City to provide us, you know, w- what part of the Link Coleman versus the city of Bozier City, you know, his thing, what part prevents you from releasing any information regarding the settlement? Yeah. Where's the court order? provide it to us. We've yet to even get a response from the city of Bossier City. And why is that important? I'm going to lay it out here so Richard Ray and Jacobs, if they're watching, they know it, but I don't care. We we know why, because previous requests, they've cited that and it doesn't exist. So that means your previous denials that you sent to us, either you were lying then, you know, or... You're lying now. Which is it? You can't. It can't be both ways. It's got to be one or the both. other. Yeah, um, and I think I've mentioned this before. I, I don't know how far down this rabbit hole I want to go, so I'll keep it brief. Let's just say that I was told once upon a time because I asked, "How do you know that those doc, those Link Coleman documents were actually sealed?" You know, by the judge, and the response was, "Oh." Well, we were in a meeting in a restaurant and, um, you know, the judge told us they were. What? That's that's not how that works. Not at all. So I'm calling BS. They're not sealed. Yeah, well, I mean, it's to the point where they won't even respond to us on that request. I mean, right. so what What do we, they know, Here, here's what's left. What's left yeah. is, is we can go and sue them. If right. we want to get the answer, I mean, it's already been, I don't know what it, what is it? A hundred dollars per day for 120 days or something like that. And you can get a yeah, judgment. Something, something like that. Yeah. Well, it, you know, and the chances of us doing that are slim. We have other things to do. So, and they, and they know that they, yeah, they know that they know why. it's not about making money. Right. They, they know that. Okay. So, Let's move on to Red Rover time. So, folks, um, you know, go ahead and, and text your friends. And, okay, we're about to talk about Red Rover. And we've got a couple of interesting videos to show here. Um, some of it you've seen before. We showed, what was it, a couple episodes ago when we talked about Red Rover. But one of these has not been, you know, I don't think we've shown it before. And I'm pretty sure nobody else has either. Okay. so. For those of you that are brand new, uh, I'll just give a quick summary of this. Basically, David Montgomery and company are picking on Red Rover at the behest of a, uh, what is his official title? I don't recall. The fire district chief. He's not fire district chief. Uh, Oh, 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 oh. I think he's the deputy chief. Yeah. Anyway, and, and so it's this whole rigmarole, including the execution of a search warrant, all this over su- dogs supposedly barking. Okay, so here we go. Let me switch screens. And let me click there. All right, let's see. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to play this video. I'm going to kind of start it at the beginning. I may skip around a little bit as we go, but this is body cam footage. Um from inside Red Rover, obviously. That is uh, 
Cody McKellar, who is the co-owner of Red Rover, also, full disclosure, happens to live a couple of houses down from me. These flash. Thank you. Give me just a second. That's my lieutenant. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, Rodney, Rodney Taylor from the city permits, permits director. Yeah, but, uh, and I'm talking. I'm going to pause it for just a second. Because, I, you know, we're only hearing one side of the conversation. But, Duke, do you notice something that you don't hear in the background? Why, Rex, no, I, I didn't hear anything. It sounded kind of quiet. A little road noise. A little, you know, that's I-220 over there. A little highway noise. But where are all these dogs that are supposed to be barking all the time? Well, now that you say that, I didn't hear any dogs. Hmm. Okay, so I'm going to hit play again, and we'll just let it play through. So you all bear with us, folks. This is going to get really interesting here in just a second. To uh, the owner? Okay. Again, no dogs barking. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Almost to the good part. Oh, I agree. Now, hang on just a second. Yep. Still no dogs barking. Now, I am going to play devil's advocate here, and I'm going to say okay. something. Now, now he's standing out by the fence, you know, mm -hmm. which is that's going to be on the west side of the building into the road. Yes. I don't. I think whenever they would have been letting the dogs out, I think the dogs would have been, would have been on, on the, the other side, other side of the building. And then you would have had the, the home of, you know, the complaint over on the other side. So I would think you would hear the dogs from where he's at, but just, you know, to say, I mean, he, well, that, that may be true, but you're, question or quandary there actually gets addressed by the dogs here in just a few minutes okay all right here we go uh, about 30 seconds folks we're going to get into the very interesting comments oh yeah yeah that's what it, it's that's what it's kind of sounding like is that uh he's called in a favor but the guy Rodney oh. Taylor, whoever he is, came from permits. And uh, wait a minute, what what did he mean by he's called in a favor? Let's go back to that. That's what it's kind of sounding like. Is that uh, he's called in a favor, but the guy Rodney Taylor, whoever he is, came from permits, and uh, because he is commissioned to write citations in the parish but not in the city but he is our city permits director hmm. yeah uh, no all right so i'm going to skip ahead a little bit so remember that calling in a favor and you'll see him walking over towards this fence here in just a second now you'll hear the dogs actually start barking 
right, listen to this comment right here. Okay. Yeah, because I'm out here now and talking with the the animal control director. You know, she's basically saying the same thing that he's he's you know hasn't violated anything. You 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 heard that right? <laughs> yeah, I heard it. Now, even more damning to me is the fact that Lieutenant Culver, the officer, is has walked outside to be away from everybody else so nobody else can hear this conversation. Of course, his body cam's going, so we can hear one side of the conversation. But he hasn't violated anything. All right, here we go. So, uh, and hell, as a matter of fact, from what they're saying, the animal control girl saying that he's made numerous improvements as well like sound barriers and stuff like that so oh hmm but so we're calling in a favor to go out there and harass this business he hasn't violated anything the animal control people uh a lady confirms that and that he has, they have, Red Rover has made improvements like sound barriers and stuff. And the only time you heard the dogs bark, granted, I'll, I'll give you that, he is out front, but was when he actually walked up and approached the fence and pretty much any dog's going to bark then. Boy, boy, this ain't sounding good. This is not sounding good for the good old boys. All right, let's play the rest of this and we'll move to the next one. I mean, the guy's got a right to run a business. Okay. And we're going to release all this on the Bozier Watch Facebook page after the show or tomorrow. But I'll let them know. All right. So in other words... It doesn't matter whether you've really violated anything or done anything wrong. If they want you, they're going to do everything they can to get you. That's the way I'm hearing that. Uh, well, I mean, look, we we all know that's kind of the way things go. And it's not right, but it's the way things go. I, you know, I, I will tell you, and, and these officers are doing a magnificent job this is this is a part of their job that they have to navigate that most people don't ever get an opportunity or a glimpse to see and you know it should be a whole lot more cut and dry they should be able to just go do their job use their judgment of you know whether there's a violation of the law or whether there's not but when you have influence directing them on the action that you know they they are forced to have to take i mean it puts them in a bad spot and public servants find themselves being put in these spots all the time they're always the wedge against the public and uh this wedge here is pretty bad yeah it's putting these guys look you know part of me wants to be really pissed off at the cops for following through with this when there's clearly no violation, all right? And they're doing it anyway because somebody's calling in a favor. Because at that point, it takes them away from being public servants and public law enforcement into an attack force. Now, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt because I'm sure they want to keep their jobs and 
That's the way that they're looking at it. All right, so I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm not going to completely throw them under the bus, except for the one investigator that, you know, was telling the little underage girl she was going to have to go down to the courthouse, and, well, we'll see here in a minute, uh, tells them he just needs to shut up. We'll get to that in a second. But it's still a little disheartening that, you know, our city administrators would put that much pressure on these guys and make them go do the dirty work. Yeah, I mean, and and look, where is the Motor City Council? Where is the mayor? Where are they on demanding answers on this? Oh, wait a minute, I know. They've done been gagged by the city attorney who had a hand in this saying, okay, there's going to be litigation. You can't talk about any of this. Right. So they can't do anything. <laughs> yeah, that transparency <laughs> right out the window. Or either that's what they're going to say. That's their get out of jail free card. Yeah. And they're going to want to drag this suit out. And, you know, if they lose, they'll appeal. And they lose, they'll appeal. I, and again, the dollar signs are just running up. And we're paying for all of this. All of us are. All right. Let's watch this video. And uh, I think it's about a minute and 10 seconds. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Send me a picture of that. They take it? Uh, in your report, you you got the guy's name from the city, right? Mm -hmm. Right, it's, just, it's two lines. I was uh, told to contact such and such, and uh, he requested an issue or issue a citation for it. Okay. Two lines, all it is. Okay. That's it. Okay. A regular report or a can yeah, report? Regular okay. report. Okay. Uh, like I said, just put it's two lines. I was requested or I was requested to contact such and such. He advised me to issue a citation for this. The city attorney's office. Okay. Yes, sir. All right. Send me a picture of that. Okay. So they're trying to cover their rear ends as best they can. Well, I mean, I can tell you, even my experience, you know, you, you, a lot of times you had to write your reports and you put things in there because you did have to cover yourself. And, uh, they, they're doing that here. No doubt. Right. Yeah. All right, so let me move on to the next video. Let's see. Hold on a second. Let me stop that one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is a fun one. Um, <laughs> all right, so uh, this is... Wow, what's his name? Uh, Quentin is his name. This is uh, Cody's partner at Red Rover, and so he's, you know, co-owner or whatever. Um, we've seen some of this, but... I want to play this through. It's about a minute and 20 seconds. This is after the search warrant. So Quentin was not there, nor Cody, when they came in to execute the search warrant. The young lady that David Crockett was asking about, the teenage employee, the girl behind right. the computer monitor she was uh, I, the only one up at the front and he uh, to be honest the uh detective there kind of coerced her into being the supervisor we've already showed that video so here we go can i 
that want Is this from the city or is this from a report? It's from the city. The city yes. wants to do this. No, we're doing the Bowie City Police Department. Is wanting to do it. So nobody called and you're just doing it on the pop-up? No, there, there's been complaints. A complaint. There's been, been a complaint. There have been a complaint. There have been complaints. There have been complaints. I'm not going to go in detail on so these. Okay. 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 It's okay. It's okay. The city's going to pay. That's all I'm saying. Well within your right to do that. Y'all have free reign in this place. Well, yeah. How many times have you been through? I've told them. They know. You have free reign. You can do whatever you want to do, but you're not going to question any of my employees. Hang on a second. Hold on. Let me pause it. I'm listening. So they've got a search warrant, right? Yep. And this is not long after they had actually gone back there and executed the search warrant. Who signed off on the search warrant? Uh, which judge was it? Um, now I'm drawing my mind blank. Somebody help me out in the comments. Um, I forget the judge that signed off on it. So was it a, a district judge in yes. Denton? Yes. Yes. Or okay, okay. Yes. I was just want to see if the city judge. I don't know if the city judge is capable of signing off on a search warrant within Bowdoin City. The officer made a distinction. You know, this is the city, and they have a search warrant. So. You know, I, I'm was just kind of wondering there. No, uh, was it Mike Craig that signed it? I may be wrong about that. I'll have to go dig it up and see. Um, but you know, the the whole thing uh, stems from Stephen Pinnell's complaint, and he I'm looking it up now. He is the deputy operations chief for Bozier City. Deputy operations chief. All right, All right. and. Uh, I'll have to dig and see if I can find the judge because I'm drawing a complete mind blank. But let's continue on for just a few seconds. But you're able to go do whatever you need and to do. And that's what I'm doing. But Please they do. are required to give I'm me no their names. That's what I'm no doing. longer speaking. Well, then Please stop go. talking. Stop I know, talking. when you came in. <laughs> then stop talking. <laughs> well, number one, number one, the cops advising him correctly. He, he just needs to stop without his attorney present. The, the cops are not there ever. And, and look, I, I've got plenty of law enforcement friends. Heck, Cody McKellar is an exposure cop. So is Wes Marriott, by the way. But I'm sure they would be the first ones to tell you the police don't chit-chat with you just to be nice. They don't. Yeah, keep going. Keep going. Okay, well, that's actually the end of that clip. Hold on a second. Let me <laughs> switch screens. And uh, I think think we've got one more hold on you know you can look at that at the end of that you know just stop talking in two ways one is he is he telling him on his private property to stop talking you know <laughs> that right. you don't have a right to speak yeah. you know or is he being considerate to say you know look let then let's just stop talking you know right we're yeah. gonna do what we're gonna do yeah, uh, it could go I, either way. I, I mean, I guess only the officer can say what exactly his intent was. Right. Okay. So this is a little bit longer clip. So I'm going to hit play and we'll just pause it, you know, and, and commentate on it. You feel okay talking to him about this? Okay. I'm, good deal. I'm confused. I'm okay. okay. I don't know. Okay. So here's the deal. Okay. Um, so she is, she advised us she was acting as the, I guess, the assistant manager or manager slash position that she was holding at. She had the most seniority, basically. Right. So, being that um, she was working it in the business at the time that we noticed violations, I'm, uh, that's what I'm trying to figure out what the violations are. There are several dogs in Kent in kennel cages that do not have water. So those are daycare. All right. So I want to point out that we pointed out on the previous show when we talked about this that he and you're going to hear him make a 
a fool out of himself, but the cops can legally lie to you that he knows that here's what the law says when it actually is not what the city ordinance says, which we showed before. Louisiana law clearly defines, to, and look, you can go to court no, on no, it. No, I'm no, not no, here to. No, listen, they're dealing with you. It, they're, they're dealing with you. We had to put the dog somewhere. So listen, we, listen, we, listen, we listen to me, stop, stop, listen, to, listen, listen, we're not debating, we're not, we're not arguing this, we're not questioning this, we're not d discussing it, because there's nothing to be discussed about, okay, well, okay, it okay, isn't, it's, it's, it's that's when you go to court, that's, it's not, you're not listening to me, you're not listening to me, I'm letting you know, you're not listening to me. Listen, Linda, listen, uh, what Quentin should have said is, are you through executing the search warrant? Yes, we are, get out. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's then right. And there. Let, me, let me show you to the door and go open the door and get them out of the threshold. They're like vampires. Once you let them cross the threshold, it's a whole different ballgame. Granted, they did have a search warrant. We may not agree with it, but they did have a legally signed search warrant. But once that search warrant's executed and they're over and done with, he needs to show them to the door. You know, but you, you don't know that they haven't already cited them or done the paperwork or what have you. I mean, right. the officer, if they're trying to get to that point to write, write or I'm not saying any of it was right, right, but if they're trying to just get to the point of writing the citation, I mean, he he has to tell them why he's and what he's writing them for, you know, and it doesn't one, one time, you know. I remember an officer made a statement. I, I was in the presence and, and, and it was pretty good. He said, look, he said, it's not my job to determine, you know, uh, whether you're guilty or innocent. It's my job to determine if there was a violation. I write it. It's for a judge to determine the guilt or the innocence, you know, right. and you, and you have the choice of fighting it. Well, but here's, here's the, slight problem with that and you always get I, yeah. both sides of the story oh well we have discretion oh no we have no discretion oh we have discretion when it's convenient oh no we don't have discretion when we're trying to find you in violation or force the issue so a when they noticed the water issue he could have just as easily looked up that ordinance to confirm it to confirm you know, that he was correct. And I'm willing to bet he didn't. Well, well now what I'm going to say is, you know, the, the dog care facility guy, what he's trying to, I think what he's trying to articulate, if I recall correctly, is that, look, we moved the dogs because of you guys. Right. Because of well, them coming there and they, they yeah, that's what he brings really, up. Yeah. So then they're going to turn around and write him up for an action that he had to take by virtue of, having to address dealing with them, the, the intervention of the government, you know, I mean, it, it almost sounds like a January 6th type thing. Uh, it's kind of close. Uh, and, and if we didn't have the body cam video, you know, we would have none of this, um, or, or none of this to talk about and actually go back and see. And, you know, look to Boulder city's credit, they gave up the body cam video. All right, let's continue on for a minute. You may not have to go to court, but she's going to have to go to court. For what? Because the violations were observed inside of the business when she was acting as a manager. But you didn't ask any questions. I, 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 the business has procedures. Listen to me. Listen, are, you, are you not? You don't listen. That's the problem. You talk too much, okay? <laughs> the Bowyer City Ordinance clearly states. I'm sorry. All I mean, look, I, I got to give the cop credit there. Quentin should have listened to him and 
tried to you know ascertain whether they were still in progress of executing the search warrant. If they're not, they're done. Instead of am I free to go, you're free to leave. Get out. It, it's a it's a bad situation for the officer. It's a bad situation for him. I mean, the, they're trying to defend themselves. The officer's in a bad spot because he's having to do something and take actions that he probably really doesn't want to. And he's getting anxious about it and, and, and irritated. I mean, I've seen this a thousand times. It could go both ways. Yeah. Yeah. Quentin, Quentin was, you know, he was dragging it out further than it should have been. Again, don't say anything more than you absolutely have to say to him. In a encounter such as this. All right, here we go. Dogs that are in kennels, cages, or confinements will have access to water at all times. It clearly states it. No, it does not. All the way to 63. It clearly states it. And see, that's the only problem is where I take issue with this scenario is that he's on a power trip. The ordinance clearly does not state that. It clearly states that they have to be provided access at regular intervals. Uh, we've shown that on, you know, a couple of shows ago. And so that's the problem I have with this officer in this scenario. Yes, Quentin's dragging this out and should have just kept his mouth shut and said the minimum. But the officer's, you know, he's one of those guys that he's on a power trip because he got to execute a search warrant of a dog kennel. Well, I'm going to say this. I, I disagree. I don't think that it's he's on a power trip. I think that he's trying to control the situation and to steer it to a conclusion as fast as possible by using his influence, you know, the, the authority of his badge and, and his position. That's what I think that's what he's trying to do. I don't think it's a power trip that he's getting off on it. I I don't think that at all. Well, we'll agree to disagree. I agree with Greg, Val and Thomas. (laughs) Look, I, I, I'm just saying you're right. Let's you're, you're, I'm not disagreeing with you. Y'all may be right. Yeah, y'all yeah. may be right. But I'm just telling you, I have been in this situation somewhat. And, and he's not, not look, the only issue I have is that he's not trying to defuse the situation. He's really not. Correct. It's not Quentin's no, job not. to defuse the situation. It's the officer's job to try to defuse the situation as best he can. Correct. And he should have, you know, but anyway. All right. So let's, let's play it on through for another minute. Sherry Wood observed the the infraction or the ordinance violation, and she brought it to my attention. I clearly can read that in the violation, the code book, our ordinance that clearly states Which they would have didn't access read. to it. I know what you're saying. The dog was here for a short term or it was just put in there. It clearly states 24 hours a day. I mean, 20, for 24 hours a day, that dog will have access to water. There was no water in that confined area. It is what Which it is. tells us you so didn't read it. It was not even a dog bowl. Your distraction. It's not a distraction. Oh, it's what I observed. To, to operate it in their capacity to do their job. Real quick, you're because trying to have court. That, that, that's not the same. That's, that's it. Okay. As simple as that. Okay. There's a method behind what you saw. There's no questions asked at the time. Right? Sir. I understand. Sir. I understand. You, I understand. I understand. I understand. Talk to Cody, okay? He used to be a police officer, okay? That's not... It doesn't matter. You're just, you're just looking to make small cuts. That's it's not making is. small cuts. It is what it is. Okay? It's a violation. It's simple as that. Just because he writes a ticket. It's a violation. You're if you're driving five miles on There you go. Do you hear it? What? Well, yeah. Somebody yeah. said it. <laughs> just because he writes a ticket doesn't mean you're guilty. <laughs> well, that is that is true. But they didn't have to write that ticket. And if he would actually read the ordinance, he couldn't have written that ticket. I, I mean, well, he, he can write it all he wants. 
Well, we, we go back to they're being told to do it by somebody above them. Yeah, and they all covered themselves. Now, whether it's right, I mean, here's the thing. Are these guys supposed to go against their elected officials and the the you know administration of Bossier City and then find themselves? And I can tell you how it goes to Civil Service Board. Civil Service Board is not going to back up the officers going against administration. Look, Very rarely have they ever backed up the officers. That's look, you, the you absolutely service board. You absolutely know it better than than I do. Certainly, and probably most of the folks watching the show haven't dealt, you know, as a civil servant and literally dealt with the civil service board. That's why I could never be a cop, and you know, I probably couldn't be a fireman or in the military. I just don't take orders that well, and certainly not orders that I would feel were trying to invent a problem. Now, I'm not saying, uh, and I want to be clear to everybody, um, because in full disclosure, I'm not friends with Cody. He does live a couple of houses down. But uh, I'm not trying to completely defend him because I'm sure the dogs barked. I'm sure Pennell was, you know, probably not happy with it, whether it was to the degree that Pennell's tried to make it out to be, I don't know. But the problem is he was trying to exercise and abuse his authority and power, which gets the cops in this awkward position. And they're having to, in my opinion, abuse their authority and power. And it's just not good for anybody. And in the end, it ends up in a lawsuit that costs a bunch of people, including all of us as taxpayers, a lot of money. And two things here. One, I mean, the the we 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 say that well, the officers and I and I can't keep but thinking on a federal level myself about our federal government with let's say our military and and federal law enforcement officers. You know, and and sometimes we say in talking about specific things, you know. Where are those guys that, you know, they, they took an oath to defend the Constitution, not the city attorney of Bossier City? Right. And why don't they stick their neck out and fall on the sword? Well, right. I got to tell you, this day and time, we all wished we had those folks and we want them to do that. But, I mean, really? They get, they've got right. kids. They've got a wife. They've got a family to support. We're, we're asking them to go put this badge on to do this job, but then we, we, want, them more, we want them to be the fall guys too? I don't know. Um, then a t- look, it's a tough situation. I agree. But, and, and you're right, they certainly don't need to be taking orders from the city attorney's office. I mean, who do the cops, who, who does Bozier PD answer to? I mean, you know, the uh, the regular patrol officers, obviously they answer to their sergeant or whoever, a lieutenant, whoever is above them in the command structure. And then, but they ultimately answer to who? Is it the chief and the mayor? It, it's the chief. And then if there's disciplinary action or anything like that, then they have the right to appeal to the civil service board. But here's the thing. They all are trained. And Harmon Drew used to do, and the majority of officers in Bozier, and I would say even Caddo, I don't know how many in Caddo, but Bozier, the majority of all the officers in Bozier, you know, Harmon Drew, they they have to, when they go through training, go through a, a law class. And you're taught about writing tickets and, and, you know, having to go to court and to defend those things. But ultimately, 
just like that officer said, you know, us writing a violation isn't saying you're guilty or innocent. That ends up being for a court of law. Now, a district attorney can intervene and can he can pull it. He can say, nope, you know what? We're not prosecuting this. I mean, that's how people get tickets pulled all the time. Those little favor things, you know, that's how that works. Right. Somebody will go to the district attorney. They'll plead their case and say, hey, no, I wasn't doing 100 in a 50. I was only doing 70 in a 50. And the DA can say, oh, okay, well, you know, that sounds I believe you. Me. Yeah, I believe, I believe you. you. It's out of here. I'm not going to prosecute it. End of story. Right. Right. But that didn't happen here. And if it continues on, you got to fall to the, the court and hope that you're going to get it a fair hearing in the court. Now everybody knows, do you think the Bossier Parish judicial system will be fair? I can okay. tell you, there's a lot of people that say, no, you won't get a fair shake. It depends on who you are. And it depends on your affiliation with what politicians. Well, let's, let's look at the facts. The facts are you had multiple visits by animal control. You had multiple visits by Bozier PD out there on those prior visits. They didn't find any violations, nothing wrong. And as we heard and saw in the audio, the officers saying there were no violations yet. Somehow they got a judge to sign off on a search warrant from the 26 JDC. That's the old boys at its finest or worst so, as the case may be. So you are, are citing the gob network. Bingo. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> we haven't said gob in a while. No, we have not. All right, Mr. Lowry. So we'll have more red Rover stuff, at, you know, as I have time to edit video. And if we get new stuff sent to us by proton mail or, you know, information requests or whatever, you know, this case is going to be ongoing for a while. It's not just about dogs barking. I mean, you know, that's what precipitated it, but it's much bigger picture here. So, Hey, what good would a Bozier watch show be without an attempt to get us kicked off of social media? Oh, what wow. kind of show? What kind of show would this be? I thought that? we're I thought we we're going to slide by and you wouldn't notice, Duke. But oh no 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 no! <laughs> it, it's almost become a challenge. Yes, can Duke get us kicked off of our platforms that we're on? So let's let's go with it. I fa I found a funny meme, okay, and so. I think it's pretty good. And and you know I, I'll tell you this one has a. It, there's a lot of people getting wound up over this one. They're taking a little bit of offense. So we're clicking along here about, you know, 120 folks. I'm wondering what y'all's take on this. What, does, does this yeah. one, do y'all find this one offensive? Yeah. Let, let's wait till we have a, a high number of people watching and let's just piss them off. <laughs> All right. I, I can already tell looking at the still frame right here that this is going to upset a few people, but all right, here we go. And above all else, we know this. In America, we don't worship government, we worship God.
I am the chosen one. Somebody had to do it. <laughs> when the lightning bolt strikes, it's hopefully going to be headed your direction, not mine. Okay, well, look, I'm just pointing out the fact that there are some people losing their minds over that one right there. I mean, you know, suggestion that he's more than what he is. I think it's just comedy. Yeah, it is. It's a funny one. Right. Is, it over, is it over the line? I don't know. I don't think it is. We'll, we'll let the viewers decide. All right. Anything else you want to talk about or rile up for tonight? That's all I got. I... Appreciate everybody watching, and uh, I think we'll have some more video and some more audio uh, that never before seen that uh, we'll, y'all all find interesting. Nothing better than your uh, elected officials and representatives uh, turning their nose up at you being knowledgeable, informed, and sometimes even having a say. Yeah, and look, you know, I don't know if Tommy, I doubt Tommy's going to come on the show and address keeping his administration and appointed people under control, but maybe channel three or channel 12 or somebody like that can reach out to Tommy and ask him what's up with those comments. What's up with your boys? Just sounds like bull hockey to me. <laughs> and hence the name the show all right folks we appreciate everybody watching we had a well north of 100 folks watching for an hour and 41 minutes actually it's kind of a short show for us um anyway appreciate the report from the inauguration down there and all the happenings down there we're looking forward to jeff landry being the new governor and a new day dawning for the next four years in louisiana hopefully for the better have a good night folks thank you all right. See y'all later. See you next week.